Welcome to another Friday, a beautiful day. This show is the beginning of our Advent week, and we will be talking about the prophet's candle, Hope. I'm Dan Van Zalen. This is Speaking for Him with your host, Andrew Gomison. This year for our holiday episodes, we wanted to try something a little different. And so we're going to try to focus your attention and our attention on Advent. And Advent simply means uh, a time of expectation and hope. It means arrival or coming. And it prompts us to pause each day in December and remember why Jesus came at Christmas. So we're going to talk about Jesus' first coming. And then we'll, when we wrap up this series in three weeks from now, we will be talking a little bit about his second coming, which we are all as believers anticipating. So before we, as we begin, Dan, could you share with us our quote of the day? Sure. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform in this. Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. All right. And before we kick off um, the meat of our podcast, I wanted to give um, Naomi and Denise a chance to share us, share with us a little bit of the background of Advent. Okay. Well, you were talking about Advent as a time of expectation and hope and um, also remembering why Jesus came at Christmas. And I was telling my sister that I was watching a podcast and the lady was talking about Advent and they were in Germany. And I was kind of curious about it. So I looked into it and I'm like, this is a Christian holiday. I don't know. For some reason, I was thinking it was Catholic. And I know they do it as well. But anyway, um, the more I looked into it, I thought, I want to do this because this time, this time, you know, this age that we live in, it's all about Black Friday and shopping and what am I getting or what are you giving? And um, this was just a way for us to kind of slow it down and enjoy each day and looking forward to the best gift. And we had so much fun. It was our um, first year last year, and I loved it so much that I was telling everybody about it. And um, Denise is like, what's Advent? <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm glad that um, Naomi brought it to my attention because, as I said on the Thanksgiving episode a couple weeks ago, it can be really challenging to come up with, to consistently come up with new content for the podcast and make it something that is fresh when you feel like you've been here before. And so that's what we're trying to do uh, with Advent. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to um, state some facts, um, some promises that God made or some facts that God told us and scriptures that back up those facts. And we may have a little bit of discussion and reflection in between. But the focus of this is the scriptures and hopefully allowing you to just come aside for these brief few minutes. We're going to try to keep these podcasts in the 15 to 20 minute range just so you can put on the podcast, take a deep breath, maybe take a chair 
you know, take some time off from the busy preparations of the season and just reflect on who God is. So, um, I'll just read this first one here. God said that his son would be born of a virgin. Um, therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and his name and shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah seven fourteen. And I just think it's really interesting how precise um, God is. Um, and as we go through these, you will see that God has either fulfilled them because he's a promise keeper or he will fulfill them because he's a promise keeper. And the promises that he has kept give us confidence in the promises that he has yet to fulfill. So, um, did you have any, did either of you have any thoughts before we move on to the next one? Oh, well, I was just, as someone who's never, pre- I'm, I didn't know what Advent was, so when you brought it up, I was really excited. So, um, if you want to talk about the scriptures, we can do that, but I was, Naomi's got so much, she's got a video about, uh, how they did their first Advent, mm-hmm. you know. But I am so thankful you brought this up because I thought Advent was just another way of doing um, a bunch more gifts for your kids. And then <laughs> I didn't want any part of it. And I have looked into this. It's so beautiful. It's so, oh, I, I'm so excited to do this. Like, my kids are going, what are we doing? And I'm like, no. And I found this quote from Anne of Green Gables, looking forward to things is half the pleasure of them. And I'm so excited that we have this time because it's like having uh, Naomi share this this um, old story about how we have all this celebration for Jesus's birth. It's his birthday, and we're not even celebrating. We're not even mentioning him. And mm-hmm. this is just such a precious time to just strip it down. It's you know we're going back to so simple. It's just Jesus's birthday. It's mm-hmm. just why God sent His Son. It's just a beautiful love story and I am so excited about it. And before I'll go to Naomi in just a second but before we do I just want you to picture with me because we didn't make one but picture with me if you will a Christmas style wreath with four candles. The first one is the one we're talking about today. It's the prophet's candle. That's why we're looking into the Old Testament and the theme of the prophet's candle is hope. The hope um of the scriptures, which is not the hope. Like when you and I talk about hope, we talk about, well, maybe I, I hope, um, that the weather's better tomorrow, or I hope that I get what I want for Christmas. But that's not the kind of hope that we're talking about here. We're talking about a short and certain hope, a hope that we can, uh, believe with all of our heart. And so when we talk about hope, we're talking about something that we as believers know in our hearts to be true and it, just changes everything about life when you have hope for the future. Well, it's, so, and you know, and with the candles, when you light a candle that December is the darkest month, maybe January, but you know, that's why they brought <laughs> December, they brought it in December is because you light that candle, that first little flame is that just that, remember when you have that first bit of hope, it's just, it's so beautiful that you light this candle and you are thinking that he is our hope. He is who we can hope in. He is, he is our God, and it's so amazing. And I love how they purposely chose it to be in this dark season to, so that you can remember that he's the light. 
And I love how the first um, Advent wreath, do you realize, I'm sure Naomi knows this, I'm mm-hmm. looking at her, was the, these kids, they were saying, when's Christmas, when's Christmas, when's Christmas? And this, this German father went, enough, I'm, he took this huge carriage wheel because we've all been there as parents, we've had it. And um, he put 24 candles in it. And then he marked special candles for each Sunday. And um, since there weren't a lot of carriage wheels laying around for everyone to make it into this giant wreath, they, they stripped it down to these four candles, five candles. Um, and that's what I, that was the research. But when I thought about that, I'm like, yes, you know, it's just the joy. It's the joy of the season. Mm-hmm. And it's the contemplation of it, of why God sent his son. It's such a beautiful love story. Yep. Naomi? Did you want me to read? Yes. Go ahead. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and shalt bruise his heel. Did you want me to keep and, going? Uh, is there, there's more, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yes. Go ahead. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sour, sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I command thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow shalt thou eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou remain. Genesis three fourteen through 19 And I just want to add that if you have a garden, you understand these verses. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the significance of these verses um, is that this is this is the first time that the promise of redemption has been made. And if you'll notice in that passage, the curse of sin affected each participant in the sin differently. Yep. Because it affected the serpent because the serpent would be on his belly all the days of his life which means that at some point serpents probably had legs, which is weird to think about. They in fact do. There's a species of serpent that lives, I think, over in the Asian continent that still has vestigial legs. Okay. Six of them and a pelvis. Okay. But it can't use them whatsoever. Weird. That is very interesting. But that that is in keep – it's really interesting when nature confirms scripture. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're dealing with here. And then it talks about man – um, struggling with the ground. You know, Adam was in the most fertile garden known to man. He, I mean, he had to work, but the work that he did was, was, easy. Not, was not nearly as hard as when he said, you'll, you'll work by the sweat of your brow and you'll turn into dust. And then talking about pain in childbirth, um, you know, two people who are here in the studio know what that's about. Um, and, uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, these are things that God said would happen. And mm-hmm. this is why they happened. But he also says in this passage that that he's going to send the seed of a woman to crush your head, you know, talking to Satan. He's going to crush your head under his heel. And that's what Jesus did for us when he died on the cross. 
and then was risen again. So um, that is just so important for us to be aware of and continue to consider. And now, um, we're if we're ready to move on, unless somebody had additional comments. Okay, um, then I will have Denise read the next section, but first, the Apostle Matthew, in this section that, that Denise is going to read, makes it clear that God keeps his promises. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with the child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. And while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is interpreted, God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as though the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. And he knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called, called his name Jesus. Matthew one eighteen through 25 and what I love about this whole Advent season is the expectation of birth. You know what's going to happen. I mean, even when you feel like you're pregnant for forever, you <laughs> know you're going to have that baby. And, um, you know, that whole Advent season, it just seems like that's what it is. Just the whole, you're just waiting. You're just anticipating. You're just, you know it's there. The promise is there. It's going to come true. And it, it's so good for us as uh, New Testament believers to be able to look back and and say and say that this happened but can you imagine you know all those prophets when we when we read from Isaiah earlier today and from Genesis that was like probably 4000 years that Genesis passage before Jesus actually came even maybe even more and then the the and then of course the prophet Isaiah were waited a couple thousand years for the fulfillment of his words and i can only imagine you know, if they're, they were as impatient as I am, how many times they <laughs> wish that he had already come. And that makes it doubly as sad that when he did come, so many people missed him because well, they didn't realize who he was. And you're thinking about um, Christmas carols right now and Oh Holy Night, the thrill of hope, a weary soul rejoices and how tired they were. And back to that candle, that flickering light of hope. Just I just love it. I'm so excited about Advent. It is. It is exciting. And I hope that as we end this podcast, um, you will uh, think about what you're hoping for. Which is what, the, what the are, beginning of the anticipation and waiting. I love that about indeed. hope. What are, what are you putting your hope in, though? We need to be putting our hope in God. So with that, I will just say um, join us again next week for week two of Advent. But I will just say here... Have a great weekend and keep serving the best masters. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking for Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 